Oh, hey there. Thanks for choosing to listen to Conference Talk. This is Shelby. And this is Kevin. Tune in each week to hear us discuss a conference talk by modern-day apostles and general authorities. We love y'all, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to episode 17 of Conference Talk. This is Kevin Shelby here. Today's talk is Fulfillment of Prophecy by Elder Ronald Rasband of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Uh, A little anecdote for uh, Elder Rasband. My very first... state conference as a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints elder rasban at the time he was a 70 he came to speak and i was way in the far back of the gymnasium with our elders quorum president because he gave me a ride and it was the saturday evening session and i listened to a future apostle of the lord speak and that was really cool um, did not get the opportunity to go up and shake his hand and, and meet him. I wish I had. Um, so that's just a little little side story about Elder Raspin. Today is going to be a little bit different. Just like um, we were talking about last week, this episode, we asked our very good friend, Edward, to record some of his thoughts, impressions, and his testimony of this talk. And so that's who you're going to listen to right now, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, brothers and sisters. My name is Edward Visoni. I'm from the Arlington, Texas YSA Ward, and today I will be sharing my thoughts, uh, thanks to the invitation by Shelby and Kevin Stanfield, to talk about my brief thoughts on one of the general conference talks given by Elder Rasband. And it's called The Fulfillment of Prophecy. <clears throat> in this talk, Elder Rasband talks about our generation and how it's been prepared to continue the Lord's work through the faith of previous generations. He opens with prophets who saw our day through vision and were called to the work. It is described through quotes that, one, this is the fullness of times, two, Jesus' word would be spread across the entire world in every language, and three, that Christ himself would be at the head of his church. At length, he talks about the experiences he's had, and he hits on a point that at several times we will be called to serve in a different way than we might expect. This is not to diminish ourselves, but to explain that Where we are called isn't so important as much as our devotion to the work we've been called to. He then goes on to talk about how the work caught the attention of organizations, nations, and authorities across the world. What this made me think of was that at some point it took the efforts of previous generations so that we can enjoy the blessings we now have today. And it hits home the idea that anything that matters to anyone must first matter to the individual. When we give of ourselves, people take notice. And soon, our actions will be desired by the world. 
They will want to know how and why it is that we do what we do. When we, center our, when we center our lives around the Savior, we represent Him, and in doing so, become an ambassador to invite others to join us, to come and see, as it is said by Christ. <clears throat> I have a personal experience with my, well, with my father telling the stories of his days in the mission field. He was sent to El Salvador, and around there it was it was a culture, it was custom for everyone there to be Catholic. And so a lot of the struggles had to do with established religion within the people there. And, and the, the poorness of the living conditions that the people faced in that country. My dad, he displayed faith in his actions when he served others in many ways, and he personally got to see firsthand um, what it was like for people to live and to desire hope, uh, whether it was lack of food or, or a home or friends or family. And it really blessed him in his, in his life. And it became an inspiration for me because it really instilled in me a desire to help others and to serve others because I know that in my personal life, I've been blessed because of the work of my father and also the work of my mother, who also served a mission in Mexico. Her experience uh, as a sister missionary was very tough also. Um, there was t times in her journey that she wondered uh, if it was worth it, but she kept pressing forward. And as, as a convert, my, my mother as a convert, it really helped me understand that the idea that it doesn't matter what, at what point you begin your journey in the gospel. So long as you do start, it can, it, you can receive a knowledge and an understanding of the principles that Christ let out and that the apostles and prophets today speak to us. <clears throat> Personally, I felt this experience at my YSA ward, when for a time, I felt like I was, if not stationary, moving backwards spiritually because I had not yet gone on a mission. Personal struggles, struggles left me wondering if I was worthy to serve or if I even had the capacity to. I made the mistake comparing my failures to the successes of others, and by doing that, I believe that I was far less valued to Heavenly Father or to anyone else than I really was. But what helped me break from this cycle was service. Actively going out to the members I was assigned to, to visit them, message them, and help them when they needed it. Oftentimes, they were content with me just spending time with them and talking. But on the occasion that they needed my help, I gladly focused my energies on carrying their burdens. It was in the aftermath that I could see their vulnerability and more. Was I ever grateful that I didn't give up when I wanted to the most? I know that there was people that I was specifically assigned to so I could reach out to them. Where I would be in the future no longer made any difference to me because I knew where I was needed. They needed me. And so did I. 
With everything going on in the world, we cannot control many things, but we do have control over ourselves. I know that if we do our best to live our lives as Christ did, we will not only be better off ourselves, but we may be the continuation of the work that was laid out by the Master all those years ago. And that, and that really fills me with hope. The thought that we are not alone, that those before us had similar questions about our purpose in life and made sacrifices for a future unknown but a cause worth fighting for, the cause of Christ. I know that he lives. I know that he is aware of us and that because of him, there will be brighter days ahead. It may be that our situations, as complicated and difficult as they may be, are nothing the Savior cannot handle and that we are called to be his hands. No, no matter where we're called, no matter where we are in the world, we can lift where we now stand. And by doing that, we can invite others to come and enjoy the type of happiness of which I know nothing else can provide. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Man, Edward's such a stud, isn't he? I really hope you all enjoyed listening to his thoughts and, and his testimony. I appreciate him so much. And I know that everything he said is 100% true. And uh, we need to get him back on the podcast as a guest. Maybe in the Book of Mormon podcast, we can circle back around. Because he was the first guest we ever had on the Book of Mormon podcast. And uh, we need to hang out with him again soon. And, uh, but nevertheless, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode of Conference Talk. And next week, you're going to hear from the very amazing, the wonderful Aubriana Rice. And she's going to be discussing that they may see um, the talk given by Sister Corden. And so definitely tune in for that as well. Have a great week, y'all. What's something you learned from this episode of Conference Talk? What are your thoughts, impressions, or feedback for us? Be sure to write them down and let us know via Facebook or Instagram at Christ Center Conversations. Press forward, saints! <laughs>